If you have your Bible, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 20. And I really believe that God's got a word. I've been praying, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to, to, to Prodeo Church? And I believe that God's got a word for Prodeo Church. And he's got a word for you this morning. Verse 15, Ephesians chapter 5 says, Look carefully then how you walk. Pasopa. Uh, Look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Uh, Paul's not saying being timid or anxious about your life. He is saying, choose wisdom over foolishness. Making the best use of time, because the days are evil. You know, I grew up in the 70s. I was in high school in the 70s, man, and, and we thought the world was evil back then, man. We thought Kissinger was the beast. I mean, <laughs> you know, we had all these, like, Jesus coming soon, it's the end of the world, Nonsense, you know, what we thought. But, but I tell you, if it was bad then, it's bad now. And I know I'm sounding like a grandparent right now, but it's amazing that um, I, I pray for our children to raise, raising grandchildren in such a, obviously an insecure world because of COVID. But yes, the thing, we live in a world where we need to be more intentional about the way we raise our children and our grandchildren because our world is getting more illogical. You know, we used to be criticized in the 70s because faith in Jesus was illogical and science was king. Now, science is supporting faith and the world is illogical and anti-science. We live in a world where 11-year-olds are encouraged to choose their gender if they don't like the gender they were born with. And then they're given puberty-stopping medication and gender-altering medication that's irreversible, and 11-year-olds are encouraged to change their bodies if they don't like their gender. 11-year-old doesn't even know what time they should go to bed. They don't even know what's right to eat, and now we're getting... And so we're finding in the world the first gender fluidity or gender transformation regret because people... Um, are, are, there's an agenda from the enemy to fly in the face of God's creation. And so this is happening in our schools right now. You think it's not happening in South Africa? It is happening in South Africa. It is happening all over the world. We live in a world where COVID is not going to be the last global pandemic. Once we get through this, this is not the last time we're going to face something like this as a globe. And our children and our grandchildren are watching us. They're being mentored by the memories we create, by the attitude we have. And I want to compliment you. If you're online, give yourself a thumbs up. If you're here in person, I want to congratulate you. You're setting an example for those who look to you for leadership in your family, your children, your grandchildren, your world, your colleagues. You're setting the example to put God first, to, pro, to be for God, pro day, to be positioned for God's best in your life in an unstable world. And what our children and grandchildren are going to face in the future, they need role models. They need you and I to be leaders. They need you and I to stand up and to stand up for what is right, for what is true, and for what God wants in our lives. Our world is increasingly anti-morality, anti-Christ, anti-church, and anti-the family, anti-marriage. Verse 17, Paul says, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Friend, I want you to understand what God's will. Now, God's will is for you first to be born again, first to commit your life to Jesus. The good news is this. 
that Jesus died for you, that if you believe in him, if you just say, Jesus, be my Lord, I'll give you an opportunity just now. If you say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sin. Jesus didn't just die for you. He died as you because when he died on the cross, he took all your sin, your past sin, your present sin, and even your future sin are covered by the blood of Jesus. You don't have to walk in shame or guilt or condemnation once you believe in Jesus because Jesus has forgiven all your sin. How good is that? And when you're forgiven, you have confidence to live a life that brings glory to God. God is on your side. Who can be against you if God is for you? Even if you can't dance because you're a white boy. You see, God is for you. And that's the greatest news. And he has a plan and a purpose. But not only does God want you to know who, who he is in terms of salvation, but God wants to prosper you. John writes to Gaius in 3 John 2, and he says, I pray that you may prosper, be successful, and be in health. Man, don't we need to be healthy now? Even as your soul prospers. God wants you to have a prosperous soul. Prosperity, biblically, is not wealth on the outside that infects your inside. It's, it's, it's a health on the inside that your thinking is right, that your soul is at peace, that you're connected to God, and success comes from the inside out, that you prosper in your soul, and then your life prospers. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. And do not be drunk with wine. Oh, that's a hard scripture for Cape Tonians. And do not be drunk with wine. Put a wine emoji online. We love you guys online. And do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants you to be filled with Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person. He, he is the person of Jesus made real to everyone on the planet. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, it's good for me to go away and to, for the Father to send the Holy Spirit. It is better for you. Why? Because if Jesus was here now, listen, if, if, if Jesus was here now, I'd love to see Jesus and be with Jesus. I mean, if, they, if the news flash came up on the news and said, Jesus is in Jerusalem, I'd be the first to book a plane ticket. I'd get more vaccines, whatever. I need. I'll get a mosque. I'll get three mosques. I'll get, I want to be with Jesus. I would break the rules to be with Jesus and then repent. You know what I mean? I just want to be with Jesus, right? But you know, if Jesus was right here now, if he spends 60 seconds with every person on the planet, 7 billion of us, it would take him 200 million years. But Jesus said it's better that we have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives in you when you believe in Jesus. And you can have the presence of Jesus. You can have the love of the Father. You can have access to the, pre the teachings of Jesus being reminded of his word because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Jesus doesn't live in you. The Jesus lives in you by the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's the paracletos who comes and he comforts us. So Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Debauchery, the, word, the Greek word, astoria, means wastefulness. Don't be drunk with the wine of this world and waste your life. The enemy has a wine blend for you. Do you know that? Some of the best wine you can get is a blend, like a cab, Merlot, and a Shiraz. 
the blend. 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, he has the blend, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. You can either be filled with the Holy Spirit, or you and I can be filled with the lust of the flesh. What is that? It, it's, it's the basic instinct of doing what is right and convenient for you, irrespective of how it may hurt those around you. The lust of the flesh. What is the lust of the eyes? It's greed. Listen, possessing money is not the problem. The problem is when money possesses you. God wants you to prosper. And I pray blessing and prosperity over your finances. I pray that, and, and what I love about South Africans right now, wherever you're watching from, we love you. But what I love about South Africans is South Africans have tenacity. South Africans make a plan. South Africans are entrepreneurial. And we need our children, whatever they're studying at university, whatever they're studying at school, we need them to be entrepreneurial. We need them to make money and make money not to enrich ourselves, but God wants to bless you so that your life can be a blessing to others. But the lust of the eyes is often a greed, a pursuit of wealth and pleasure as the ultimate pursuit of life. Friends, please don't waste your life by pursuing wealth and pleasure. Pursue God and let everything you need follow you. You follow God and everything you need will follow you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. The last of the eyes and the pride of life. What is the pride of life? The pride of life is just self-sufficiency. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. I don't need you. And I don't need God. He says, don't waste your life for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want, to, I want to give us some opportunities in a few moments to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. If you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is resident in you. You have the Holy Spirit. The question is, does the Holy Spirit have you? So, Because sometimes we can have the Holy Spirit in us, but we ignore him. Karen's mom lives in our home. My mom lives in our garage. We made it nice. We moved the car out. But you know what? We can have Karen's mom in our house, but ignore her. And never talk to her. Never feed her. Never have fellowship with her. So many Christians walk around, and the Holy Spirit is in them. They have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't have that ignoring. And, and Paul says, yeah, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You are filled with something. What are you filled with? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Prodeo, I want to speak to you about being a church where Holy Spirit fills your every encounter, your every uh, endeavor, your every relationship, your every pursuit, uh, every person in your, in your household, because what you are filled with determines what flows out of you. What happens when people knock you? What happens when life knocks you? What flows out of you? What you're filled with will flow out of you, and what flows out of you will flow to those around you. We need to live in a world where the Holy Spirit flows and touches our families and our lives. And I want to encourage you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to live in you and have fellowship with you. Um, the Holy Spirit, when you become a believer, baptizes you into the body of Christ. But Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. 
And so I want to encourage you to be someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus said. Uh, Luke quotes him in, in, in Acts 1.4. He says, wait for the promise of the Father and you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do we need power today? Absolutely. You should receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and New Zealand. Well, it doesn't say New Zealand. It just says at the most parts, which is New Zealand. I mean, who goes to New Zealand? I mean, it's New Zealand. Okay. The All Blacks go. Listen, listen. Here's the thing. God wants to fill you with his power. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants you and I to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can be his witnesses. Now, don't let that make you nervous. Not so that you'll be his preacher or his missionary, but that you will be his witness. In other words, you'll be an ambassador wherever you live, at work, in your family, wherever you do life, in sport, in leisure, in pleasure, that you'll be a witness for Jesus because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit loves you and loves your neighbors and your family more than you do. Don't say, well, I'll never invite them to this church. They, you know, they won't like the lights and, and they, they won't like the, the balloons and they won't like... Um, uh, listen, don't you interrupt what the Holy Spirit is already doing that you can't see He's doing. Because when people walk into the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit, there's, a, there's an environment of grace. And where there's grace... Uh, faith is ignited in our hearts and we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to be a person who brings people. I know there's, uh, there are people in this church, they bring people. I mean, sometimes um, they bring them one under one arm, one under under arm. But you know what? If you bring someone to church and you invite them to Prodea, they'll meet the fantastic people, they'll experience the awesome worship, they'll get relevant preaching, and you know what will happen? In an atmosphere of grace, they'll put their faith in Jesus, and you have activated a miracle by being brave enough just to invite someone. Invite someone online. Say, hey, watch church with me online. If you think we're weird, just watch us online first, and then you come and come and meet us and see how weird we are, because <laughs> you'll fit right in. Listen, this church is for dodgy people. I see them. I mean, none of us are perfect, but we are forgiven. We're not holy, but we are righteous. The thing is, when you give your life to Jesus, you become what Jesus was. Jesus was righteous. He was holy, but he became sin on the cross. He took your sin, my sin, our past, present, and future sin on himself on the cross. The Bible says he became sin so that God punished Jesus by his death on the cross, so that your sin and my sin was fully paid for in the person and the shed blood of Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become, this is what 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, the righteousness of God in Jesus. So I'm a righteous brother. I'm not perfect, but I'm righteous. And so I don't try and be a good Christian. Too many Christians are trying to be good Christians. And aren't they intense? Don't they irritate you? They irritate me. Listen, you can't be good enough for God, but Jesus will make you righteous in Christ. And you have a new identity. You're the righteousness of God in Jesus. 
So Jesus says, be my witnesses. How do we witness? Well, there's many ways we witness. And um, the way we witness, listen to verse 19. He says, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5 verse 19. Hey, it's just popped up. I can go on someone's Wi-Fi here. Per Deo Wireless. Awesome. Um, I'll just check my Facebook quickly while I'm preaching. Uh, verse 19. Listen, listen to what Paul says, what happens to us when we, when we follow the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. How does being filled with the Holy Spirit, how do we speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart? You know what? Actions speak louder than words. And when you worship Jesus, when you serve Jesus, when you give at Prodea, when you pray, your actions speak to people. Everything you do. Listen, when you praise God irrespective of the pain I know you in, but I see you online or I see you in person praising God, but I know what you're going through. I'm encouraged by your faith. I'm inspired by you because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and your life is starting to speak. When you worship, when you're setting up, when you're helping with the children, when you're ministering to the children, when you're helping park cars, when you pack the equipment out, your serving is an act of worship because every act of service to Jesus is an act of worship. And when you worship, it's because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's important that we put courage into one another. Whether it be online or in person. Listen, you just being here today, you won't believe how encouraging it is for us as leaders. Because it's creating an atmosphere of grace where faith can be activated. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, your life speaks volumes. He says, verse 20, and we've nearly two more verses. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we fill to the Holy Spirit, we have a different perspective. We give thanks always for everything. You know that you can choose to be a complainer or a praiser. And so many times we complain about things instead of praising God for what we already have. Amen. And then the verse, last verse, he says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I want to end off here. When you fill to the Holy Spirit, you have an unusual ability to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What is to submit? It means to yield to someone else's idea or wisdom. It means to prefer others. It means to love people in such a way that your love covers their sin, and even before they ask for forgiveness, you've forgiven them because you love them that much. That's submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. It means submitting to those who God's placed in your life as authority figures, submitting to your parents. You don't always have to agree to your parents, but you can honor your parents. I want to encourage you to honor your parents. Maybe you need, one of you need a phone. Maybe it's a word for someone today. You need to phone one of your parents today and say, you know what? I've complained, I've moaned, I gave you a hard time. I want to say sorry, and I honor you for just being my parent. You don't always have to agree with your parents, but you can honor them. That When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can do unusual things that make an incredible impact on other people's lives. I want to encourage you to honor your pastors, Louis and Yolandi, Milo and Allison. Who, who, who lay down their lives, who pray, who eat, sleep, and drink pro Deo so that they can, have, they can be used of God and God can move in your life. So submit to your pastors who have positional authority. Listen to this. Out of reverence 
talk, well, they don't deserve it. They, they, my pastor hasn't phoned me for, for, for four months. No, I'm not going to. No, uh, no, no, you submit out of reverence for Christ. And by the way, instead of waiting for a phone call from your pastor, why don't you phone three other people in the church and encourage them? Amen. Very quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> what does it mean to surrender? It means to die to self, to our flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. To, 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 to submit means to love someone. To submit means to surrender, to forgive those who need forgiveness. If you're struggling with surrender, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are filled with the Holy Spirit, but sometimes life knocks us around and we leak. We need to, the, the, their phrase in the Greek in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, it says, keep on. It's in the present continuous tense. Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to be, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're a wife who says, I can't respect my husband anymore as the head of our house. You know, when I met him, he had a six-pack. Now he's got a beer barrel. He just sits on that couch and he watches the Springboks and he shouts at the referee. I can't sit there. Listen, I can't submit to him. Uh, uh, listen, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so you can surrender to the Holy Spirit and submit to your husband. If you're a husband who says, I can't submit to my wife, I can't love her how she needs to be loved. Listen, you can't love her the way you love to love her. You've got to love her the way she needs to receive love. That's going to help someone's marriage right now. If you can't cover her, if you can't prefer, prefer her, if you can't protect her, if you can't provide for her, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But Pastor DJ, you haven't met my wife. Maybe I haven't met your wife. But I want you to tell you, she's not as bad as Job's wife in the Bible. You know, Job was the only person, and don't equate yourself with Job, but Job, the devil said to God, listen, Job praises you because everything's working out. And, and, and God gave the enemy permission to make his life a misery to see if he would reject God. I don't know why God did it, because God does what God does, and God doesn't need my permission or yours. And so God gives the enemy permission to make Job's life a misery. He loses his business. He loses his farm. He loses his children. He loses his health. But did you notice? The devil never took his wife away. The devil thought to keep his life a misery, he can stay married to her. <laughs> so don't tell me about your wife. Have you ever noticed that? Listen, there's a beauty in submission, in surrender. When you always want to be in charge, when it's always got to be your way. Well, I, I don't want to be in my parents' home anymore. Uh, they, they make too many rules. Listen, when you get your own home, you can make your own rule. But now you're in your parents' home. Submit. If you're having a problem with submission in any area of your life, you need to surrender to Holy Spirit and be filled with Holy Spirit. And you will see a new rhythm a new confidence, a positioning, and a posture for breakthrough in your life. So I wonder if everyone could stand right now, and we're going to pray. If you're comfortable doing that right now where you are online, would you stand wherever you are, in your bedroom, in your lounge, in your garden? 
Father, we want to come to you in the matchless name of Jesus. And I want to pray for the greatest miracle right now, the miracle of new life. Friend, if you're here in person or you're online and you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never submitted to Jesus and said, Jesus, thank you that you took all my sin, my past, my present, and my future sin. I want a new life. I want to be forgiven. I'm tired of my shame, my condemnation, my guilt. I want that old life gone. I want new life in Jesus. If that is you, I want you just to pray a very simple prayer. In fact, all of us that are in person, we're going to pray it out loud just to encourage you, whether you're online or you're here this morning. So let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I've messed up. I want to follow you all the days of my life. So here we go, Jesus. I believe in you. I want to thank you that you have taken all my sin, my past, my present, my future sin, on yourself at the cross. And from this moment on, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you're coming soon. And from this moment on, I'm a believer. I will join this church or another church like this to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you have new life. You're born again. Can we give them a hand? Now we're going to remain in the attitude of prayer. If you prayed that prayer online, is there a button they can click? A connect card. You can hit the connect card or you can say in the chat, I'm a believer. Just say two words, I'm a believer. It's got nothing to do with Justin Bieber. Just say, I'm a believer. Not a belie you need to believe, spell believer properly, otherwise, Justin, you know what I mean. If you're here right now, if you prayed that prayer and you prayed that prayer for the first time and you really meant it and you're here in person, I want you just to raise your hand. Jesus died for you publicly. I'm just asking you just to raise your hand in public and say, yes, pastor, I prayed that prayer. I gave my life to Jesus. Anyone want to say that? Sir, thank you so much. God bless you. Young boy at the back. Young lady over there. Young boy over there. God bless you. Anyone else? Sir, over there at the back there. God bless you. Fantastic. Can we give all those people a hand that prayed that prayer? We love you guys. Will you give them direction later? Fantastic. Pastor Milo's going to give you direction. We're so glad. We believe this is the single most important decision of your life. You are set up not just for eternity. Listen, the great news is if a taxi takes you out straight afterwards, and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You're going to heaven. That's a done deal. You've prayed a prayer because you believe in Jesus. You've done not, not, nothing other than just praying a prayer to believe in Jesus. You're going straight to heaven. But more than that, God wants to fill you with His Holy Spirit here, right now, so that you can live a life that is pro Deo for God. And God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So for all those that raise their hand, Pastor Milo is going to give you instructions afterwards. But for all of us, whether you raise your hand or not, if you're a believer in Jesus... The Bible says, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I get empty sometimes. My miles to the gallon aren't as what they used to be. I need more Holy Spirit. Amen. So right now, let's all of us just turn our palms towards heaven, close our eyes, and I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to come and fill us. And maybe you'll speak in tongues. Maybe you'll have a fresh thought, a new thought. Maybe you'll have a word that comes to you. Maybe you'll pray tonight and you'll start speaking in tongues. Maybe you'll have a prophetic word. It doesn't matter what the 
result is what matters is that you receive Holy Spirit right now. He wants to fill you more than you realize. So right now, just turn your palms towards heaven. That's right. And I'm going to ask, Holy Spirit, will you come right now and fill each one of these beautiful, significant people with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Just breathe Him in. Take a deep breath. Say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Jesus. I want more of you. I want more of you, Holy Spirit. More of you in my life. Come, Lord, right now. From the right to the left. From the front to the back. Fill each one of these people with your Holy Spirit. Fill them to overflowing. And fill them every day as they walk with you. In Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand for His presence? Love you guys. I can't wait to be back here now. I can't wait to be back. Remember, you can always invite us because leaving Joburg is one of the best experiences of your life. Pastor Louis. <laughs>